Hello and welcome back to IT Varsity Tech Watch. I'm your host Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host Masihullah Katrada. And today we're going to continue our discussion about blockchain. Now, in the previous couple of episodes, we spoke about blockchain. We spoke about what blockchain is and more importantly, what blockchain isn't. Now, generally people tend to lump blockchain with cryptocurrencies. And I've noticed that people that are punting cryptocurrencies generally talk about blockchain as if they are the same thing. They talk about how secure blockchain is and how unchangeable the information in the blockchain is. And they use that as a way to to promote cryptocurrencies, which I feel is incorrect. They should not do this because even though cryptocurrencies use blockchain technology, crypto, cryptocurrencies and blockchain are two totally different things. It's just, it just happens that cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin use the blockchain to store information, just like uh, a bank or a supermarket or uh, an accounting firm will use a database to store their information. Cryptocurrencies use blockchains to store their information. And that's about it. That is the link between cryptocurrencies and blockchains. They are ab absolutely different technologies. Now, why I need to clarify this is because when you look at recent news around cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, there's been a lot of negative publicity. I mean, there's been theft of tens of millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrencies out of uh, virtual vaults. I mean, these are not even physical vaults. Hackers have been getting into computers and stealing cryptocurrencies, which should never have been possible, but it is happening. And that that puts a very big question mark around the validity of cryptocurrencies as a, as a, a mainstream uh, currency, whether it's something that, that is viable or not. The second thing has been the, the wildly fluctuating prices of uh, cryptocurrencies. I mean, up until... A year ago, cryptocurrencies were on the up, up, and up as far as price goes. But then suddenly they took a dive in price and they haven't recovered since. So there's just a lot of negative publicity around cryptocurrencies. But blockchain itself, the blockchain technology is stable. It's super stable. And there are lots and lots of other uses for it besides uh, cryptocurrencies. And our intention today is to talk about some of those functions of blockchain, some of the applications of blockchain, both currently as well as in the future. And we'll see, it's very clear that blockchain definitely does play its part. But before we go there, a very quick recap on what blockchain actually is. Now, blockchain is a way of storing data that needs to be super safe and super secure and unchangeable. I mean, this is data that no one should be able to alter. This is not the type of data that, uh, you know, that, that changes over time, like a book gets updated. It's not. This is data that is that should be cast in stone, should be super secure, and should be completely unchangeable. Now, an analogy for a blockchain, a simple, easy, layman analogy for blockchain is this. You have some information to store. 
right? Some very, very critical information. Question, would you be more safer storing it with one person or with 20 people? I mean, this is not information that needs to be private or hidden from people. Let's say it's public domain information that, that anybody can see. So what would you do? You would definitely store it with 20 people. So if one person attempts to tamper with that information, then the other 19 will say that we have a different version of it. And then they could correct it. Now, blockchain works in a similar way. What blockchain does is that it stores every transaction on a number of different computers. And each of those computers around the world, we don't even know where those computers are. Each of those computers stores that information and encrypts it, meaning it keeps it super safe. So even if a hacker has to get in and tweak that information on one computer, there's still dozens and dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of other computers that have the correct version of that information. And what these computers do on a regular basis is that they ping each other and they keep checking if the information is still the same on all the machines. And if one machine changes, then the others will tell it your information seems to be invalid. You need to correct your information and so forth. So that's what the blockchain does. Now, what happens is that each of these computers is known as a block. And as more and more transactions comes in, the various blocks, the computer with the information, with the encryption, they are all linked one to the other, to the other, to the other. And th that link linkage of all these computers is known as a chain. Now, how will that work in a real world scenario? Now, previously we spoke about the fictitious naval app, National Vehicle Ledger app. Now, that would be an app that in the future, this is something that we envision. It's not something that really exists. But let's say you're buying a second-hand car. Today, buying a second-hand car is, is like rolling a dice. You don't know whether you're buying something genuine or you're buying something that is a hot potato that's going to give you troubles down the line. And all you have to go on is some very basic information like mileage, service history, and of course the word of the person that's selling it to you. And what makes it even uh, more, more uh, difficult is usually the person selling it to you is a second-hand car salesman. And you know what they say about second-hand car salespeople. So anyways, there's very little information available about that, that vehicle. You don't know what kind of people the previous owners were. You don't know if the car's been in a crash. Generally, you won't know unless somebody's honest. You won't know if the car had has been stolen before, if it had some insurance claim, if it's been involved in crime, if it's been involved in an, in a, in an, in an accident or there's been fines. Now, how nice if you could get a detailed, detailed description of the history of that car. So if it's a three or a four or a five-year-old car, if you could get a detailed description of exactly what happened with that car from the day it was manufactured till today. Now, if you could see what is, where was that car manufactured? Who was the dealership that sold it? Who did they sell it to? What kind of driver was this person? Was this person a good driver? Meaning there's, there's no fines on that car. You don't see any 
any any speeding fines you don't see any reckless driving fines you don't see any any accident records if there were accidents then that would be recorded somewhere uh, you'll see that that car was subsequently sold to another person who was also a decent driver now you could say with a degree of confidence that here's a vehicle that's always been in good hands and has been pampered during its lifespan and its service history is up to date you know exactly where the services were done uh, what was done in those services you know if there were any repairs done you know if there was a ding an accident and so you can uh, so you know whether it was a major or a minor accident now this would be so much of a comfort when you're buying a vehicle now unfortunately currently there is no way to store that or to get that kind of information these things happen and they disappear we don't know what the, the the records disappear we don't know what happened but in a blockchain scenario what could happen or what will happen in the future is that every transaction that happens relating to that vehicle will be stored in a super secure blockchain database the the, the car is manufactured it's stored in the database in the blockchain the car is sold to the first buyer all the information regarding that transaction is stored in the blockchain the car is uh, it goes for its service it's stored there's been a fine it's stored there's been an accident it's stored and then you as the user all you need to do or you as the potential purchaser all you have to do is down the line two three years when you are thinking about buying that car you just open up the app on your phone and put in the VIN number of that vehicle and you can see its entire history. What a comfort. What a comfort that will be when buying this uh, vehicle. So that's the, that's the function of a blockchain. Now blockchain is, is it, it's, it has an advantage over normal databases in a sense that if all the information about that car is stored in a normal database. Now what normal databases do the, the current storage mechanisms that we use is that they store all the information in one place and there's no way to verify if that information has been hacked or it's been tampered with so for example if somebody had to go into the database and well hack into the database and delete some information let's say they deleted some vital information about that car that this car was stolen and recovered now there'll be no way to know that that database has been or very little way to know that that database has been changed but in the blockchain if somebody tries to delete one bit of information then all the other computers where that information is stored will raise a flag they'll they'll uh, they'll inform each other that this information has been changed so in the future when all information is now secured under this umbrella of a blockchain is going to be amazing. We're going to have valid, real, verifiable information available at our fingertips. And that's a bit ironic, you know, because we're living in this time that's known as the information age. But yet, up till now, it's so hard to get valid information about an object or an incident. But in the future, the blockchain will fix up all of these things. But uh, Masula, the blockchain will also apply in, in other fields, right? Like like the healthcare industry. Okay, so 
let's look at a few more examples on the applications of blockchain. So, for example, one. Let's say that a person was in a car crash. And it's a serious car crash. The paramedics arrive on the scene, but this person is unconscious. Now, there's nobody available or there's, there's no uh, record of any allergies that he might have or any old injuries or his blood type. Now, this is vital information that paramedics or doctors need to begin operating on a person. So if they, they'll take him to the hospital and again, they are going to get stumped. The doctors are not going to be able to, to do anything because they don't have all of this information. Now, they could start trying to go and collect this information by maybe contacting family or contacting previous hospitals. But you can already see how much time is wasted and how vital it is that this information be available within seconds to doctors and uh, paramedics. Now, once again, blockchain is here to help. And this one is actually not a fictitious uh, app. This is a real life solution that's been developed by a small startup called Simply Vital Health. And they're calling this, this concept the Health Nexus. And what it's going to do is the same, the same way that we talked about the Naval app collecting all of the information about the vehicle. The Health Nexus is going to do the same thing about your health. It's going to, it'll know everything from your blood type to any previous operations to your allergies. And using this kind of system, doctors will be able to get all of this information about you within seconds. Now you can imagine how many lives this will this will save but i mean a, a solution like this can also backfire i don't know because you know i'm just thinking of a scenario where uh, a guy intends to marry a girl or vice versa and they want to check health records so the girl will say right okay i need to access the the blockchain the health nexus to see what your your health history has been like, uh, if you have any genetic disorders, uh, or if there's any health uh, genetic disorders in your health issues or the genetic disorders in your in your family, so I'll make my decision about whether to marry you or not based on that. You know, like they say nowadays that that people look at uh, at bank balance before they can uh, they can marry you or they look at your car. Uh, but in the future, they may even want to look at your 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 health records, and that that could be scary. I mean, for people that have been sick, or you know, have family that have been sick. That's definitely one small drawback of uh, this technology. But I I would say that the advantages are way 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 more. Now let's talk about one more example. Uh, we've mentioned how blockchain is going to help us save food and help us reduce food wastage. Now, this technology, again, is actually being used. And it's being used in a refugee camp. So, the, the World uh, Food Program, or the WFP, has come up with a genius system of tracking food rations inside Jordan's Azraq refugee camp now they use a combination of biometric scanners 
and the blockchain and here's how it works refugees basically pay for their food by uh, scanning their eyes okay so they go to certain collection points they scan their eye and it dispenses food and the information about that transaction is stored in the blockchain super secure it's it's stored properly okay, now so that that does that i'm sure that solves the problem of uh you know people possibly going to the back of the line and coming back a second time exactly there's there's problems uh like mismanagement or, or food rations just going missing now this uh, this makes sure that everybody is given the correct amount of, of rations and everybody is, is is treated fairly. And that's a common problem I think uh, lots of charitable organizations even in this country face where people go to one organization, they collect uh, zakat or they collect uh, sadaka and then they go to another organization and collect. Uh, and also, I mean, when you have things like uh, food food distribution or blanket giveaways where people... You know, I mean, I've heard it happen. I don't know if, they, if this is verified where people go and stand in the line and then they go change their clothes, come back and then stand in the line again. So this way with the iris scan is biometric. You can't you can't fake that. They've scanned your iris. It's stored in the block, uh, blockchain and you are you have been ticked off as the person who's collected this this ration. But will blockchain actually change the world in, in a dramatic way? Will it replace databases? I seriously doubt it. I mean, blockchain will bring a lot of change. It'll bring a lot of positive change. It'll definitely fix up a lot of uh, avenues, a lot of areas where a little bit of correct data will will solve a lot of problems. Like, you know, with the healthcare industry, the motor vehicle industry, and uh, the, the food distribution industry that we spoke about. But also... Where it comes to things like like fraud, like you know, especially uh, at governmental level, where there's uh, there's fraud or uh, there's uh, there's bribery and corruption, etc. The blockchain will keep this data super secure. So no single person, no politician, will be able to go in and change the data in the blockchain because it's a matter of public record. It'll be a public ledger that's available for everybody to see. And it'll have a number of backups that uh, you know that are themselves encrypted and super secure. So definitely, in those avenues, blockchain will solve a lot of problems. And there's a lot of governments that are actually working towards a full-on implementation of uh, of blockchain. There's a couple of northern European countries. Dubai also is planning to be fully blockchain-driven by by 2025, which is awesome. It's it's amazing, and they'll probably. Uh, you know, set the 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 tone. They you know for the rest of the world for other governments. But they, uh, then again, you know that will rely on political willpower to go that route. I mean, if people have something to gain from not going the blockchain route, then it might be um, an uphill battle. And then again, will blockchain replace databases? No, blockchains will not replace databases because blockchain is not suitable for every type of, uh, of of transaction. Like for example, a point of sale transactions. You go to the supermarket, you pick up an item, you go, they scan it, you pay, you move on. Now, if you look at a typical supermarket, even an average sized supermarket, there are tens of thousands of operations 
happening per per hour. So o, 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 there's there's customers that are that are flowing through the checkouts. They are they're buying dozens and dozens of items. The cashiers are checking the, uh, the, the checking out the, the items, and payment is being made. That behind the scenes in the warehouse, there's goods being received all the time. So you can see there's like tens of thousands of transactions happening on an hourly or a daily basis. Now these types of transactions need to happen very fast, extremely fast. You can't have uh, a system where uh, you know uh, uh, the entire database is on hold because the information is 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 bottlenecked. Blockchain, unfortunately, is not fast. It's secure, it's super secure, but it's also slow. Security comes at the risk of speed and efficiency. Databases, on the other hand, are super fast, and they are ideal for these fast, high-speed transactions. And really, those transactions don't need to be super secure, if you think about it. I mean, somebody came in, bought a milk, and, and, and went away. Somebody came in, bought a loaf of bread, and went away. These are mundane transactions. Yes, in total, over a few years, over a few months or years, the summation of that data, the total, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the analysis of that data needs to be secure, but not each transaction. Now compare that with a, with a motor vehicle. A car, with each transaction that takes place on that car, now it's important to know that transaction. The car has changed hands. It's been to a service. It's been in an accident. There's been a fine. Now that uh, level of transaction doesn't happen that frequency or that frequently, and it needs to be recorded somewhere as compared to the mundane day-to-day microtransactions that are taking place at a supermarket or a retail store. So databases will always have their place. Blockchains will not replace databases. But nonetheless, blockchains will... Uh, the blockchain technology will definitely bring about a lot of positive change and it'll it'll solve one of the biggest biggest ironies of our time and that is living in the information age we still can't tell with 100% accuracy whether information we are receiving is 100% secure reliable information hopefully blockchain will solve that problem anyways that's all we have time for today we have to wrap up this episode this has been another episode of technology watch i'm your host bilal katrada and i'm your co-host masihullah katrada and we'll catch you the next time